0: What's going on out there, everybody? Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. And thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to sit down and listen to your boy Greg on the Man Cave Huddle podcast. In today's episode, look, there's a lot I could talk about, but I'm going to start off with the recap, and then we're going to talk about tonight and what transpired. But let's talk about this game, too, between the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. Because the way this series is going right now, it's looking like the Celtics, shout out to my cousin Layla, the Celtics can't take the heat right now, pardon the pun. Because in both of these games, Celtics had comfortable leads. We're talking about the Celtics in game two having a double-digit lead with at least 11 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And the Heat, Davis kept turning it up. Davis kept turning it up, and Boston couldn't take it. When you look at the Heat, you sit there and my rule is this. When you're watching the NBA, no matter what the – well, I don't want to say no matter what the scenario – but when it's ninety-four ninety, with three minutes to go, who could get me a bucket in the half court? That's all I want to know. Are uh, your team, does he need it right here? Does he need it right there? Or does he, you just give him the ball and you get the hell out of his way. Who could get me a bucket with under three minutes to go in a four-point game? And that guy right now on the heat is Jimmy Buckets Butler. I mean... He does it all. He's almost like the Siri of the Heat. Because you need him to play defense? Cool. I'll de update him. You need me to rebound? Cool. I'm gonna get down there with bam bam. Oh, you need me to hit this shot? Take that. Oh, you need a game-winning shot? Hold that. Oh, you just need me to just get this bucket to sustain our lead. And one. And let me did Jimmy Butler not live. At the, we should call him Jimmy Free Throw Butler. Because the butler does it, but he always does it well at the free throw line. And the thing is, when you're watching these games, especially with the Miami Heat throughout the playoffs, you sit there and watch them, and you sit and you're watching Butler. He can have a 40-point game, a 20-point game, or a 14-point game. But why is it in the fourth quarter, one minute and five seconds left in the game— Somebody gets fouled and it's Butler. And he can have 14 points in the game, but it's the exact amount of points that they the Heat need out of Butler that night to win the game. Because, you know, I'm watching this Heat team, and I don't want to say it's unexpected, but you're getting production out of Bam Bam, out of bio. Jimmy Butler, that's the lead dog. Jameson Crowder, I mean, look, this dude, he's just one of those ball fight. He reminds me of Kevin Garnett, just not as, 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 as gregarious and loud, you know? He's just one of those ball fight dudes. Give me a rebound. I'm going to wait by the three-point line and take that. Screaming, hollering, all that. Goran Dragic, I mean, his game is sweet. It's smooth. His game is just a little to the left, a little to the right. I'm going to dance with you and pop, and it goes in. And Duncan Robinson, a.k.a. I'm really a Spurs fan. I mean, this guy, all he does is they shoot threes. And nowadays, you need a guy like that, either starting or on your team. And then when you look at the bench, you sit there and say, you know, Kendrick second to none. He's, he, he's on the all-rookie team. But then you're getting serious production out of Tyler, the All-American hero. I mean, this guy's getting double digits every game. In game two, he had nine rebounds, five assists. This guy, and he's producing to where you would say that's a good job for a bench player, but this is a rookie going through this for the first time. And then you got the OG, Andre Iguodala, and you got Kelly O'Canada oh, Olenek, And then you sit there and say to yourself, like, wow. These guys really do have, like, an okay team. I mean, granted, they don't have a superstar, but you know when I look at this roster, what they're built on? They're built on, you know what? We're not going to have a big three like we did with Bosh, Wade, and James, but what we're going to do is have a roster full of a whole bunch of number two guys. And all those number two guys are getting it done right now. And when you look at the Celtics, what you don't want to sit there and say, what's going on? Because Brown's getting his numbers smart. Kemba Walker is the only one that's struggling, but then he had a good game in game two. Yeah, Jason Tatum. To me, there's something to be said about chemistry. And what I say about what I mean when I talk about chemistry, a team where after practice, Nobody got to say anything. We all know where we going to eat, even in the bubble. We all going to the cafeteria. We all going to sit at the, in this area, in this corner of the cafeteria. We actually hang out when we don't have to practice. We actually hang out and chit chat and play video games when we don't have to be at the facility or be at practice wherever it goes down in the bubble. And you can see that with the heat. And when you see the, the, the Celtics, I'm not saying you don't see that, but when you hear about what transpired in the locker room after the game, and that happens after, I'm sure, every team that has a demoralizing loss, they get into arguments in the locker room, but you just don't hear about it. Now, that argument is going to do one or two things for the Heat. That, I'm sorry, not for the Heat, for the Celtics. That argument is going to either propel the Celtics to win a championship or they could get swept out of this series. Because if they look at what transpired in game two, and as a team, they come together and say, we're going to not do what we did in in game two, but we're going to come out and play the way we know how to play, and they could take that momentum to the finals, you never know. But for right now, Celtics need to do something. Cause they in Florida, they playing. They playing Miami. They need to bring some suntan lotion. Something turn down the heat. Cause right now it's a little too hot. Now let's move on to the Nuggets and the Lakers. This was a game in which Game One. You figured, look, the Nuggets have earned their respect. Anybody that knows me knows, to me. Why do you play sports? After, when you get into college and you get into the pros, you play sports for one reason, to win. When you're in elementary school, you're a mighty might. You're in high school. You're playing to learn, build some skills. Maybe when you get into college, you could use your skills or your athletic skill set to get you maybe a free education at a university your parents can't afford. Whether or not your team wins or not, the education is probably more valuable. But when you get to the pros, it's all about winning. And when you look at the Denver Nuggets, nobody outside of the state of Colorado would have said they would be in the Western Conference Finals standing tall with LeBron James and the Lakers. Everybody figured this was going to be an L.A. big city of dreams, Western Conference Finals. Nuggets earned that respect, man. There's no way around it. I mean, you got you got Jamal Murray, always in a hurry. You got you got Nikolai Jokic, and you always need an itch when you when you, nowadays in the NBA, it always seems as though the teams that 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 always have a European player that's real good always got an itch in his name. Jokic, Joker played. Well tonight, but what I feel the problem is with the Nuggets going up against the Lakers, Joker Joker always had an advantage in that the team that he was playing against didn't have a lot of guys that were as big as him, and he could do his thing and get busy playing against smaller guys. Now, when you're playing against the Lakers, now you're playing against Big City. You got JaVale McGee. You got Dwight Howard. You got Anthony Davis. You got three guys that are close to seven feet. That, that That's all defending Jokic. And the one thing that scared me in this game was players other than Murray and Jokic, would they be able to step up in this neutral bubble atmosphere and hit the shots that they were hitting? Because one thing that I noticed throughout the playoffs... Murray would get 50 points. Jokic would get 30 points. But it would be guys like Gary Harris, Grant Millisap, Michael Porter Jr., um, whomever. Those guys, there would always be a third guy that you didn't hear. Not even a third guy. It would be like a third and a fourth guy that would have 16 points but would be hitting all these threes. And it felt like throughout the playoffs, these guys were hitting every three that they were taking. Where tonight, they went 9 for 26. Michael Porter Jr. had a good game. He had 14 points and 10 rebounds, might I add. But other than that, Murray always in a hurry and Jokic Joker, they both had 21 points apiece. Those are the only guys in double figures. So, I mean, look, it's game one. And as we've seen in these playoffs... The Nuggets don't start playing until it's 3-1. So maybe when the Lakers go up, you know, maybe 3-0, these guys might actually start playing. But um, in terms of game one, you could see the intelligence by LeBron. You could see the experience by the Lakers. You could see the imprint that LeBron has had on that team. And playoff Rondo, hate it or love it, that's a real thing. I don't know if anybody wants to or doesn't believe it. Playoff Rondo is a real thing because I'm a Chicago Bulls fan. A couple years ago when he was on the Bulls and the Bulls were playing the Boston Celtics when they had Isaiah Thomas, people don't remember this. We went up 2-0 on the Celtics. We went up 2-0 on them. And they wound up sweeping us out of the playoffs because after that second game, Rondo broke his finger But with Rondo in a lineup, his ability to control the pace, to control the flow, to give everybody the ball exactly where they want it, when they want it, on time, is truly amazing to me. To me, he's one of, if not my favorite point guard of all time. And he doesn't even score like that because his dominance on rebounding and all he does is just flicking the wrist and next thing you know, somebody's cutting to the rim, getting a layup. And you sit there and say, he don't shoot no threes. He don't score like that. You know what? He's a throwback player, man. Give him four guys that can ball out, all four of them and go for 20. I'm just saying. I know it didn't happen tonight with the Lakers, but I'm, but when you got Rondo in that experience, and then you got James. Shh. I don't want to count out the Nuggets just on the strength of when you come back from 3-1 twice in the play, in the same playoffs. You have a type of heart and you have a type of it factor going on. So I don't want to say that they're done and they're out because I know oftentimes when a team loses, you sit there and say how well the other team played and how the stars didn't show up for the team that lost. I'm not saying that. I think this is going to be a very competitive series. I think for me personally... um. Game three is going to be huge. No matter who wins or loses game two, game three is going to be huge because I feel that even if the Lakers go up 2-0, game three is going to be the game where the Nuggets are going to sit there and say, "Do can we beat these guys or nah? And if they go down 3-0, I'm still not going to count them out, but my faith isn't going to be as high. Because the one thing that I know is about the Denver Nuggets and what you will hear with all successful people. They believe. They have faith. They have that y'all don't know how good we are. And that's all you need to be successful and to win. Will it happen? That remains to be seen. But if you have that, and like Michael Jordan said in the last dance, a little bit of hope. That's all you need. Because with hope, that's the catalyst for everything. So as I do with all my episodes, guys, I want to end it with a positive quote. And today's positive quote is this. Every human being has a genius level talent. There are no chosen ones. You just have to find what you are great at and tap into that. Every human being has a genius level talent. There are no chosen ones. You just have to find out what you're great at and tap into that. Thank you for listening. Bye bye everybody.